My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing R podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT TakeOver, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And the WNR presents its first ever Royal Rumble live kickoff show. And Dan, are you excited for tonight? I am very excited. As it's been documented, the Royal Rumble is my favourite pay-per-view event that WWE has to offer. And we're blessed with two Royal Rumble matches. Yeah, I honestly cannot wait for tonight's event. Two Rumble matches, so special, you know. And of course, we are live and doing our own kickoff show here. We've got so much in store. Uh, but up first, we should Royal Rumble event. Every man for himself. Light him up, throw him over. One of these men looking to live their dream. Stars are going to be made. Legends created. Who's going to man him at WrestleMania? But that's not enough. We will have, for the very first time in all women's Royal Rumble match. What do you say, ladies? Again. Well, I usually do the alternate intros, but this is the WNR's greatest show ever, so we're going to do something a little different. And Lucy Edmonds emailed in. She said, The WNR is my favourite podcast, and what I love most is Dan's Nigel McGuinness impression. Would love it if he could do the speech from Taken. Love, Lucy. Now, if anybody doesn't know, of course, Liam Neeson from Taken. Dan, are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'll have a go. I'll try and do it without laughing. All right, ready? <laughs> Take it away. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now... That'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> hey, so there we go. There you go, Lucy. That was Dan doing Taken. And of course, if anybody else wants Dan's uh, to do any more intros or anything like that with his impressions. Or if anyone wants to do, if anyone wants James to do his Sean Connery <laughs> impression again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I, I really can see that. the tumbleweed. Exactly, yeah. now. That's a Chicago way. I've been, I've been learning. Yeah, I think, I think it looks well. You know, I think I'm working on it. But um, yeah, well, we... James, sorry, oh, go on. Don't forget, right? Don't forget to use the hashtag WNR Live. Yes, yeah, you're right. 
for our second night in a row. I mean, what a night NXT TakeOver was last night. Dan, did you enjoy the event? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Some brilliant matches. Um, yeah, you know, there was uh, there was some surprises along the way. But, yeah, you know, all in all, it was a great card. Yeah, no, it really was. And we'd just like to thank everybody for listening to us last night, making NXT TakeOver such a success. We hope you are listening tonight. You know, you can have the kickoff on TV and turn the volume down, of course, to us. And we'll bring you so much tonight. We've got the Rumble Facts coming up, the Terror 5 Live check-in. And uh, we should really start like, by running through the card because there's been, a, like we talked about, there's been three sh- uh, matches added to the, uh, the pre-show. We've got the Cruiserweight six-man tag team match. That has just been added now. Uh, the Bobby Roode Open Challenge and the Revival versus uh, Ganderson. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on those three matches? Um, yeah, well, obviously, we know why the cruiser mat- Cruiserweight six-man tag match has been put in place because of uh, the relinquishment of the tile, title. Uh, the Roode Open Challenge should be an interesting match as well. You know, we, we don't know who he's going to be facing. That would be very interesting. And the Revival versus Ganderson, you know, there, there's been a bit of a rivalry between them two teams uh yeah you know it'd be it'd be good it'll, no it'll be good we saw on raw of course the revival get destroyed what will happen tonight when it's a fair match with uh Gavin? so bobby Roode. i mean will it be an easy opponent to have on his first open challenge or will they throw a spanner into us dan what are your thoughts on that obviously not giving so much away um well <clears throat> uh yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a challenge for Rude. I don't think they're going to make it easy for him. It is the Raw Rumble after all. Yes, I mean, it is. And you're expecting uh, surprises, aren't you? I mean, this is the hashtag Rumble for All, hashtag WNR Live, if anybody's going to use that tonight. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. And of course, like you say, the Cruiserweight title, they've opened it up. So those are three matches we're going to get on the kickoff. and move to the main card, Dan. And uh, Yes, we've got the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, and that is Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan defending against the bar. And now we've seen a bit of uh, friction between the teams, team of Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Yep. Uh, you know, will that come to fruition tonight? Well, it's weird, isn't it? You know, the bar now are a great tag team unit, and like it's Jordan and Rollins not really working out. But I, I don't mind the storyline, because obviously it was meant to be maybe Dean Ambrose involved in it. But I think I've impressed with Jordan recently. I expected it to be a good match. I mean, I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, the reason why we've been so cagey, we should say anybody's never listened to us before, is the fact that we do the prediction leagues. We have three prediction leagues, Dan, don't we? We do, yes. We have the bonus prediction league. It's uh, Well, you'll hear about that tonight. We've got the Raw Mini Games. We've got the WWE Pay-Per-View prediction league and we've got the nxt prediction league as yeah, well Yeah, and then at the end of the year we calculate all the points and then we have a real winner and a real loser but uh so that's why we don't really want to say outright who's going to do it and it's like the w smackdown tag team championship match benjamin gable versus usos i don't know which way this is going to go you know well you know it's, it's a two out of three falls match ben gable have you know they've well they've come close to winning the titles before but a referee came out decision Gave, uh, gave it back to the Usos. That you know, that'd be interesting. Two out of three falls match. Is it going to go two nil? Is it going to go two one? It's well, it's the thing, and it's like uh, if we look at who needs a victory in this. I think the Usos are so good at the moment. 
if they were to lose the tag team titles tonight, it wouldn't really affect them that much. Well, I think with Benjamin and Gable, they've been on a little bit of a roll, and can they maybe capitalise on it? I'm, I'm expecting this match, out of all of them on the card, still to show, you know. I really think these two, these well, four men can really uh, put uh, on something really special tonight. Yeah. And speaking of a really special athlete, Dan... Uh, yes, it's AJ Styles defending against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship, and... Could we get our first co-WWE Championship winners? I mean, you know, we've had co-holders of other belts. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about this in a little bit. And, and like you said, it is a real possibility. Zayn and Owens are uh, best friends. It's almost like if us, you know, if we were in a triple threat match with AJ Styles, Dan, would we be able to be co-WWE champions? Um, or would you screw me over? <laughs> well, I'd I'll, I'll probably screw you over and I'll turn... On your on yourself, <laughs> yeah, you you like that, aren't you? You know, so um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's a lovely image to have in my <laughs> mind. Now you were telling me it's going to be difficult for AJ Lowe, isn't it, to get through this match? It is, but will you know? Will there be friction between Kevin Owens? Is uh, is their bond that strong? Because we know they've been best friends throughout, like you know their yeah, their yeah. careers. But then they came to a heated, a very heated rivalry. Well, yes, but Owens now being the Universal Champion or being a World Champion since that point, maybe you'll think Zayn's could be his biggest moment in his career. If he's, you know, imagine Sami Zayn is WWE Champion. That could happen here tonight. You or know. co-WWE Champion. Or, or maybe Owens says to him, go on, Zayn, you get the pinfall, you know, and I'll, I'll help you, you know. Is that the Owens we know, though, James? No, 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 it's, no it's not. But, I mean, you know, we don't know what friendship's all about, do we? Uh WWE Universal Championship. It is the match I don't think anybody's looking forward to. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman and Kane. Dan, say something positive about this match. Um, it's going to be a very hard-hitting affair. Um, I think they're going to destroy the whole arena between the three of them. You know, we've seen the uh, the rivalry between Strowman and Kane. It went back to Extreme Rules. Uh, you know, where they had their falling out and you know them two have been going at loggerheads and now Lesnar's been thrown into the mix as well it's uh yeah it's going to be a, a very heated affair yeah but I, I don't think I'm looking forward to it I think you know it's going to be a kind of ponderous type of match I can't see it going that long either especially with the three people in there and it's it's just one of those would you advise this is probably a silly question this match or Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar at uh, Royal Rumble Oh, well, the calibre of match that AJ Styles had against Brock Lesnar, I think I'd rather see Finn Balor. But then I wouldn't want to see Balor get buried by Lesnar. Well, I think this is what happened, wouldn't it? You know, uh, Lesnar would destroy him. I think tonight it's uh, pretty obvious Lesnar is going to retain. You know, like I said, I don't want to give away predictions, but we, we've kind of had set in stone Reigns versus Lesnar, haven't we, at WrestleMania. So... Uh, how's Reigns going to get there? And we talk about it, you know, the, the Royal Rumble match. Is Reigns going to win his second Rumble here tonight? Well, um, a lot of people hope he doesn't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm included in that as well. I, I think he might get, you know, maybe his WrestleMania rivalry coming out of this match, much like he did with The Undertaker last year. Yep. Um. But, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of surprises in the Royal Rumble match. That's why I like it so much. Will there be any 
new faces coming through? Will there be any old faces returning? I maybe, maybe so. But then again, we do get our hopes up, don't we? Every year for the Royal Rumble, it never really no, works out. I don't. When was the last time we had a really enjoyable Royal Rumble? Oh, um, I'd have to think about that. You have to go like a long way, you know, to uh, uh or, or Rumble. Otherwise, if he had, I can think of 2008 in my mind. That was the last time I really. Especially with Cena coming out at number 30. Yeah. Speaking of Cena, I think we should talk about like maybe the three or four favourites in the match. So I'm going to put down Roman Reigns as one of the favourites. John Cena, surely... Don't call me Shirley. ...has to be one of the favourites in this match, doesn't it? Well, saying that, you know, I was on social media just before we went live and there's been a new favourite emerging. And who is that new favourite, Dan? It is Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman, but he's in the Universal Title match, though. So, <laughs> oh no, well, don't you know? I'm I'm not a bookmaker. I'm you know I I just read what I see on social media. But he has been there's been a lot more of money placed on him. All right. So in your mind, why does Braun Strowman need to win the Royal Rumble then? <clears throat> um, to set up a one-on-one match between him and Lesnar. <laughs> I mean, well, I think for me, for Braun Strowman, like they, they, all the stunts that he pulls are entertaining, you know. But after a while, there's got to be some end goal for it, hasn't there? You know, it's got to be a, a destination for him and the universal title. If he, if that's what he wants, he, he needs to be serious about it and winning the rumble and being a serious threat. The fans like him, don't they? You know, the fans certainly do like it. I, I like. Yeah, Strowman. I, I like Strowman. You know, he's impressed me. He came out and you thought, oh my God, he's going to be one of these giant guys who can't work. He's, he's, even though he is still, you know, green in parts, he has been a great character. And for, be serious about it and for him to... Because what they did last year with Strowman is that they went... They, he was hot and then they kind of faded away. He was in the Rumble. He got eliminated by um, Baron, Baron, Corbin. Baron Corbin, didn't he? Andre Giant Moore about a Royal. He was, didn't have a WrestleMania match. He was in that. And yeah. we know what the fucking happened in that disastrous <laughs> match, you know. <coughs> uh, all right, so that's Braun Strowman. That's what, what about Nakamura? Uh, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. What, um, why well, Nakamura need victory? He's He's been a favourite for a while. I don't think he's he's got the rub his other people on his calibre, you know, like Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. I think they're all on the same calibre as Shinsuke Nakamura. And... I don't think Nakamura's got that kind of rub. He was screwed out of the universe, uh, the WWE title twice. No, yeah, the WWE title twice by Jinder Mahal. Um, you know, I think he title run to kind of cement his place in WWE. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt, he uh, really does need that that victory because you know this is a really important time. Like we talk about Braun Strowman for Nakamura, especially. If he doesn't get a big victory now, doesn't get a big victory now, he doesn't uh, kind of make it in the eyes of the hardcore fans. Look at Ziggler. You know, the first couple of years are vital. If you keep losing the big one, fans will then stop getting behind you, won't they, you know? And, and I think this is... Fit. And with Roman Reigns, it doesn't matter what the, the I think now, what WWE does, he's going to get booed anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't... Even with the Shield... He started regaining his cheers. Yeah. But then, since the Shield, they're, they're, they've not broken up as such, but they're not affiliated with one another. I think the Shield, to be fair, the reunion was a complete disaster last year when it happened. Do you know what I mean? Everything that kind of 
have, you know, Roman Reigns being injured and then Ambrose. And, but, I know you can say it's but unlucky. But then, you know, but it's, it, I think that's it's more of a, a case of unluckiness than a case of it not working because, you know, had Reigns been fit for TLC, would it have been different, you know, if Angle wasn't yeah. in it? Uh, again, you know, if Dean Ambrose hadn't have been injured, would the Shield have still been together and as a combustible unit? You know, you'd have had Reigns with the IC title. You'd have had Ambrose and Rollins with the tag titles. Yeah. You know, they would have been an unstoppable unit. I know what you're saying. It's just unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, is there anybody else you can think of the Rumble that might or deserves a favourites tag or could possibly be in this match? Breezango. Breezango. No. No, no, uh, I, I, <laughs> no, not pre, not pre-Zango. All right, so we move on the women's Royal Rumble match. Exactly the same as we've done now. I mean, at the moment, we're going to look at the betting odds soon, but I think the, the heavy favourite, to be fair, would be Oscar. I would say it's a toss-up between Oscar and Jax, because, you know, it... There was a favourites tag going around for Ronda Rousey, but she's filming whereabouts? She's in Bogota in Colombia at the moment. So she's a bit too far away to be able to make it across, unless it's a bluff. Yeah, we, we don't know, do we? You know, she, she could be uh, saying that. But I think with Rousey, with this being such a great favourite, she should deserve to be on the list. Also, I think Becky Lynch shouldn't be overlooked in this match. I think she's got a real... Like, She's, she's, I mean, tell us about Becky Lynch. She's just like what she, I mean, what was the thing you liked about her? Um, I, I just like, you know, her attitude in the ring. I think she's great. She's got a brilliant character about herself as well. You know, she's kind of been split up from her other cohorts in Bailey and Banks. You know, she's had to kind of make her own on the... Uh, on her show, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, she's uh, she's doing well with it. No, exactly, but I think the problem is for her, she's kind of been overshadowed a little bit by... Um, she's been overshadowed a little bit by everybody else. She's like Charlotte with uh, Bailey, with what Banks has been doing, with Naomi, maybe, and everybody else on a SmackDown roster. But why for you? Is Jax a favourite? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, th- I think she's... Uh... She's going to be a tough act to beat. It's it's going to take a lot to eliminate her as well. Uh, I think she's going to run rough shot through majority of the card as well. Yeah, I, I think that. I, I mean, and for Oscar, what's it going to take for Oscar to lose this one? Um, I think you know it, it could. How do other monsters get eliminated in the men's rumble? A lot of people team up on them, and you know manage to deposit them over the top rope. Do you reckon that had? go against Oscar for her undefeated streak? Uh, well, I think maybe then they could say she hasn't been pinned or submitted and it's only a rumble elimination. But even then, even with any loss, you know, when you consider her big streak in um, big streak in NXT and now here, you would feel like the rumble is a perfect place for her to uh, finally, you know, it's, the rumble match is set up for Oscar, isn't it? It is indeed. You know, or just countless opponents and everything like this. Is that what you want? Uh, but we, that's running for the card. I mean, we'll go into more detail about bits and pieces in a little bit uh, as we move on. Okay, now it's time for 205 Live check-in. 
a correspondent at the first ever non-televised WWE 205 live show, which took place last night at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium in Lowell, Massachusetts, estimates 800 fans in the building for the opening bell, but as that looked like they had around 1,000 to 1,100 fans at intermission. Another correspondent estimated 800 to 900 fans. The building has a capacity of 2,800 seats, but that number is likely reduced just a bit for wrestling shows. There were just six matches on the card. Hideo Itami beat Jack Gallagher. Grand Metallic and Kalisto beat TJP and Drew Gulak. Matt Hardy over Bray Wyatt before the admission. That's a bit of a weird match for 205 Live. Yeah, Akira Tozawa beat Aria Davari and Mustafa Ali beat Tony Nice. And former WWE Cruiserweight Champion, beep, so a more beep, over Cedric Alexander, thanks to an assist from special referee Nia Jax, who hit Alexander with a Samoan drop. Jojo was the ring announcer. Yeah, like you said in that one, they did have a little bit of help from, of course, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, who uh, had a match on the show. And, of course, Nia Jax was involved as well. So that's what they tried to do. But we move on. We'll check in on episode 60, January 16th. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness say hey from Lerardo and previous Cedric Alexander appearing on Goldust, Goldie, a talk show gimmick. And the first match though was... It was Grand Metallic defeating TJP via pinfall with a roll-up counter out of a double underhook setup after TJ escaped the Metallic driver at the end of a flurry by the eventual, uh, the eventual winner. Kalisto watched this back and forth affair from a monitor backstage. And TJP is throwing a tantrum when Dasha friends him and asks him if he's crying. He says no and storms off. Well, backstage pre-shaped promo from Jack Gallagher where he says he's been tortured by what Hideo Tami did to Brian Kendrick. With his partner out, Gallagher is now the man with a plan and it's simple. Hideo won't know when or even what Jack is going to attack, when Jack is going to attack, but he's going to make a Tommy regret coming to 205 Live. Well, a golden opportunity starts with Goldust putting over Cedric Alexander as a star on the rise. At the Royal Rumble, he says it will be time to roll film on a new Cruiserweight champ when Alexander defeats Enzo Amore. And that, of course, brings out the Zoe train. Tony Nese is back in. Aria Davari is there. And, of course, Cowboy Drew Gulak. Well, Zoe calls Goldust crazy for calling him Scorsese and says they deserve Oscars for their friend's act. He's a bigger star than either of them, and he'll prove at the Rumble when he puts his $2,500 sneaker in Ted's face. Not that any of this matters now, just seeing what happened. That gets Goldie channeling good fellas, but Amori tells him to shut up. He's about to head down to the ring and make him when he gets. A, he has a better idea. To get the star, you need to go through additions, so he has to beat the train to get a shot of Zoe. Goldust says, bring it on. Well, Goldust defeated Drew Gulak, Aria Davari and Tony Nice following the final cut to Gulak after Goldust dodged a Nice attack that ended up taking out Davari. Cedric Alexander also took out Enzo Amore with a dive over the top while he was yelling at his troops. Episode 61. So we move on. And like you said, Dan, it is 205 Live. Episode 61, January 23rd, 2018. Who will be the new... General manager. Well, I don't know, Dan. If they're going to do it, Rey Mysterio. Who's that jumping out the sky? Yeah, like an old guy. I mean, who's your thoughts? <laughs> exactly. Well, have a think and get back to me. The show began with Daniel Bryan delivering a statement backstage. He informed the audience that Enzo Mori had abdicated the Cruiserweight Championship, one way of putting it, and would no longer be a part of 205 Live. Sorry. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. What a shame. Yes. Horrible. Yes. 
He said he wanted to be the one to address the title situation. Situation. Given how much he believes in what the Cruiserweights can do. Brian then said the next week on 205 Live, a brand new general manager would be named for the show. And that person would decide the fate of the Cruiserweight title. He closed the role by saying that whoever is chosen for the GM role will be up to the task in providing a breathtaking Cruiserweight action to the fans while giving the show the direction that it needs. This type of statement was the best that WWE could be do to could could do given the situation. They made the right move in dismissing Enzo More, and the words that Daniel Bryan said were the only way to go about moving forward. In addition, addressing the title situation, situation, <laughs> they also oh god, the girls on my team, what's <clears throat> up, my love? They also planted the next big story for Two Hundred Five Live, which is a new general manager. Well, the following statement was issued by Timothy J. Eckstein, the attorney, t- the attorney for Eric Arndt, a.k.a. Enzo Amore. Over the last two days, Philomena Sheehan, Sheehan has made multiple public accusations against Eric Arndt, also known as Enzo Amore, including allegations of sexual misconduct concerning an October t- 2017 incident in Phoenix. Mr. Arndt fully and unequivocally denies those accusations. He is cooperating with the authorities in this matter and it looks for and looks forward to having it resolved in a timely manner. Neither Mr. Arndt's counsel will be making any further public comments on this matter, which basically means he's guilty. Well, no, the, the, the thing is, he got suspended when the story came out, but apparently WWE contacted the authorities and they said... We're just waiting for lab test results. We've done our investigation. When WWE had no choice at this point in at this point in time, having a cruiserweight champion, like I said, being like that. Uh, a couple of things I want to say, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way about this, but Mike Tyson was convicted of rape and yet still came to the WWE. We, we, what's scary about that, Dan, is that we've been joking about, we're well, not joking, but we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago on the Rumble 98 podcast, yep. and now this has happened. And and about her, look, I know, I don't know if I'm going to get away with this, I might cut this, but to post it on Twitter the way she did, like, do you know what I mean? Is that the best way of handling things, you know? I, it's difficult, isn't it? But would yeah, you really but, want... Um, you know, there's been backstage reports, again, and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, go and say this is all true, as much as I hate Enzo Amore, but, you know, it's allegedly... Enzo Amore knew about this situation, situation prior to it being released and prior to the WWE finding out. And there's one thing you should never do, and that's hire something from a Fortune 500 company. Well, th- this is the thing, isn't it? And uh, that end for him, he will not come back or make an appearance now. He, he will be blacklisted. This is it's, it's, if you want it like again. I don't want to make this into a joke, but if Dan wanted to get rid of Enzo Morway, but then again, we move on to two o five live. And don't you wish that I'd got you a mojo? Now? I know. I want you to get. I want to lose this year now because that's what happens to the losers. Would it be brilliant if we did it for the next ten years and every T-shirt that we got each other, they like something horrible happened to them. But anywho, yeah. Sorry. Oh, from there the show opened. And Vic Joseph and Nigel welcomed everyone to the program. Both played up the major announcement, major, major announcement, by Brian regarding the 205 Live getting a general manager. They then promoted the matches of the evening, including Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali and Jack Gallagher versus Hideo Itami. And can I just say, 
that I feel sorry for the next person that has to hold a Thai Five Live belt because it certainly hasn't been lucky. I mean, you look back at Neville, you look back at Swan, and you look back at Enzo. It's incredible to think about the Cruiserweight curse. We have discussed this a couple of weeks ago, and it's just cemented it. Like I said, apart from Dan Perkins, who's now in action, or going to be in action in the first match, who won the Cruiserweight title first time, and the man who beat him for it, Brian Kendrick, yeah? Kendrick yep. beats... Kendrick did beat him. Oh, I forgot about that. Right, so Brian Kendrick beat the T- TJP, didn't he? Yeah. So those two are safe. Every person since Brian Kendrick who has touched the, or had a, you know, been involved in the title matches, apart from Tazawa, but what's happened to him now, everybody, Austin Aries, Neville, fucking Jack Gallagher, look what happened, what happened to him. Obviously not been done for rape or anything. Rich <laughs> Swan. Anyway, so the first match, Kalisto, Grand Metallic, and Lindstrad. Oh, sorry, sorry. Kalisto, Grand Metallic, and Lindstrad versus TJP, Davari, and Tony Nice. So sorry. Can I just say that um, two of my Cruiserweight Classic picks are uh, are, are in a match? Oh, hmm? get hmm? over yourself. <laughs> Mine's mine are not there. Well, anyway, Lindstrad. I just got the hot tag in. Taking out TJP. Lovely springboard cross body from Dorado. You don't see many. Followed up by a sweet spinning heel kick. Sorry to drop. I was more interested in his three court lengths than I was what moves he was hitting. And now he's in the corner of Perkins. TJP throws him on the outside. Oh, lovely leg drop by Dorado. Beautiful moonsault going for the cover. Oh, Davariani stopping it. Here comes your man, 311 boy. Takes out Nice and Davari. Well, Kalisto comes as well. Now they're both going to fly to the outside. Oh, my God. Beautiful, uh, I would say, top rope planches there. And now it's Dorado left in the ring. Here comes Dorado. Oh, my God. TJP rolls out the way, avoiding that. Shooting star press. Gets him up for the detonation kick, perhaps. No. Dorado with a backslide throws TJP into his partner. He's more concerned about knocking Nice off than he is Dorado. Oh, oh. a beautiful springboard stunner. Oh, Finishes Perkins. <laughs> picks up for Kalisto, Metallic, and Dorado. Yeah, not a bad match. I don't think to start us off like a kind of traditional, let's say, Lucha Libre style match, six-man tag. But it is, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Well, after the match, TJP threw a fit to his team and yelled at them. Tony Nee slapped him in the face, which surprised TJP, and then walked off yelling that it was TJP's fault that the team lost the match. We get a recorded segment with Drew Gulak, and it... Uh, a recorded segment Drew Gulak aired in which he was in the front of a podium with an American flag behind him. He introduced himself and said he stands for a better 205 live. He said that the centre of his vision is authority and he supports a new GM. He said that he needs to be someone with the right values that will put an end to the high flying and yelling on 205 live. He said that, that, he said that needs a GM that will turn 205 live into a Drew-topia. Well, with these types of promos, it's hard not to like Drew Gulak. The content, the content of Gulak's promotion, <laughs> the content of Gulak's promo wasn't outstanding, but the delivery was perfect. I've been saying for months that Gulak has something with Drewtopia. With the show in need of star power, he may just get the opportunity to fully run with it. 
Yeah, and now he's free of him. It'll be commercial air for the Royal Rumble, which is live in about an hour now. I look at my watch. And uh, after the commercial, Vic Joseph promoted the Rumble as Jack Hager's music hit, leading to Hader Tommy versus Jack Hager. Well, Gallagher was the first to enter the ring. He did so with his umbrella as usual. Itami came out to the ring next by the audience. As he made his way to the ring, a pre-taped interview aired in which Itami said that in the WWE, injuries happen. He went on to say that what happened to Brian Kendrick was an accident. He said he would never do it on purpose and he respects Kendrick. He ended by saying he doesn't respect Jack Gallagher. These two men have been feuding in recent weeks, but Gallagher this match started off doing his old trick in the corner. I haven't seen this in a while. Flips on Itami, but runs into a swift kick to the chest. Itami's fired up for this match. He really is, and uh, the strikes of Itami are something to be watched out for anybody who's never seen him before. Of course, the originator of the GTS. He can put Gallagher to sleep. We know, obviously, how dangerous GTS is because of what happened to Jackie Boy's partner. Broke his orbital bone. Exactly, and Gallagher sent to the apron. Gallagher's on the apron, gets caught in between the second and third rope, kicked about. Oh, and Itami up to the second rope, drops a thunderous knee to the back of Gallagher's head. And Gallagher's crawling about on the way for thin mats, trying to get his bearings. Well, it looks like you need an atlas to get back to where he's going. And Jack Gallagher going underneath the apron, getting out of harm's way. Crawls underneath the corner and gets behind a Hideo Itami, catches him by surprise, throws him chest first into the turnbuckle and now starts wading away at his head oh, at with least, some big rights. Well, at least hard strikes there by Jack Hallier, leaving their mark on Itami. And now Jack just tries to slow this down, work on the arm. And look at the talk, Jack just bending back that hand of uh, Itami. Itami in serious trouble. But here he comes, fighting back, clothesline. Clothesline. Ducking Jack, kick to the chest. And now Itami taking down Jack, sends him back up to the corner. Running in and big knee. Is Itami going to look up to fly? Going to look to fly. Ooh. Ooh. Big clothesline takedown off the top rope. Gallagher's in trouble. One, two. Oh. Kick out for Gallagher. Ah, uh-huh. Gallagher. Look at Jack's face. He's got a stupid look on his face. Jack gets to his feet. Itami now. Slow okay. combination. Oh, looking for the palm strikes. Looking to. Push Itami into the ref, but rolls him up. Well, thought he had him then, but Gallagher managed to get out. Itami managed to kick Itami out. Itami managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Now the back chop sending Jack down. Itami's got him in his sights. Oh, runs in with some big boots to the face of Gallagher. Well, you can see the boot print on Jack Jackie Potty. <laughs> well, Gallagher is in a lot of trouble. And Itami now got him. Dragon sleeper. Oh. Turns it into like a code breaker of some sorts. Two, three. That may be Itami's new finish. <laughs> and Gallagher is out. Itami picks up the V. What are you thinking of that match, Dan? It wasn't too bad, actually. I was, I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, I mean, after all the stuff we've seen, it was a bit, you know, bang, 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 wasn't it? I mean, Jack did wear him down a little bit, but yeah. uh, I think these two can have a better match together, but. Most definitely, yeah, I agree with that. I think I enjoy a, a non-Enzo 205 Live, and it's not too bad. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, a backstage interview aired of Akira Tozawa. Ah, ah, ah! Videoing himself being a good boss by fake-firing someone in the backstage area. I think Tozawa's trying to say he wants to be general manager. It ain't going to happen for you. A commercial air for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia 
which was last night, and I mean, what an incredible event. That was a brilliant NXT takeover. Best one of the year. Yeah, I, I, honestly, best one of the year. Uh, after commercial... I'm just going to cut my bit out to be real honest. After commercial, Nigel promoted the event further. Don't call me further. And Cedric Alexander's music hit for the main event to begin. Yes, and uh, right out of the gate, I like the idea of this match as it's 100% anti-Enzo. It's the pop of Enzo Amore. Smart move by the WWE to frame this show that way, given all that's gone on. Yeah, and what you mean by that is at the moment they shook hands and now they're both trying to tie up. This has got the feel of a Cruiserweight Classic match. We know how good Cedric Alexander has been weighed down, like he hasn't touched the belt, uh, weighed down by the Enzo Amore thing. Four weeks it took him to have a, a title match and then, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But Alexander, Mustafa Ali type again. Well, Alexander hit the ring first, and while the crowd reaction wasn't there for him, because he was booking throughout the last five weeks, he felt like the big star of the show. Well, on his way to the ring, a backstage selfie video was shown, where Alexander said that in wrestling, it's all about timing. He said with the championship being abdicated, his moment won't be the Royal Rumble as he planned. He finished by saying that the mission is still the same, team. he will be the WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Oh, listen, but I love when these guys do it. Cedric now flipping out of the arm ringer and now Mustafa Ali taking him down. Mustafa Ali dodges Alexander. Both men jump in the ropes. Ali with a handspring backflip. Alexander looks impressed <laughs> by it. Here we go. Oh, a lovely head scissors <laughs> takedown, but Alexander <laughs> nips up onto his nips from his hands to his feet and you know, both men are out moving each other, yeah. so to speak. And that's what they can do. And now they're calling over top again. Alexander's shown his power. No. Mustafa Ali. Wiley. Well, he finished by saying that his mission is still the same and that in 2018 he will be the WWE Cruiserweight champion. Ali hit the ring next to a tepid response as well. As Ali made his way to the ring, a tweet Ali made early in the day was shown in which he said that he was pulling for Alexander to win at the Royal Rumble. But every time he walks down the aisle for a match, he does so to win. No idea what that means, but the match began with both guys shaking hands in the middle of the ring, which we said. Working the arm of Alexander. The crowd is buying what Alexander and Ali are selling. The two did a great job to set up the fact that they are friends, but they both want to win equally as bad. The psychology of the beginning quarter laid in what was the setup, and the crowd loved it. Again, it feels as if these guys were wrestling for and in the way of how they want the cruiserweights to be on the show and in WWE moving forward. Well, both men, are, I think they're as equal to each other. But as I say that, Alexander, uh, Ali looking to spring over the top rope. Alexander takes him out. He hits his head onto the side of the ring apron on his way down to the wafer fin match below, giving Alexander plenty of time. As Ali looks to get the upper hand with a big forearm, but Alexander responds in kind, sending Ali back into the corner. And now it's Cedric Alexander's turn to work over his... Friend, I suppose. Friend. Friend. Cruiserweight friend. Cruiserweight friend. Cruiserweight friend. Cruiserweight friend. <laughs> Wrestling friend. Abdicated. Oh, Alexander now. Ice ripping Ali. Looking to follow up. Oh, Ali jumping over the top. Alexander going head first into the second turnbuckle. And neither of these men have got so, uh, a solid upper hand uh, this far in this. Thus far yeah, in yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan's had a stroke. It's fine. I'd rather have a heart attack than a stroke. You know that. That's what ends up. Give me a stroke if you want. 
Ali, the trio woe, managed to dodge out of the way of Alexander running in. And now Ali chopping his way through Alexander. Let's just bar checked. And he's nice. chop, chop, chop it on heaven's door. Oh, Shif Ali slides to avoid contact. Oh, dodges out of the way. Alexander hits the top turnbuckle. A lovely spinning kick there by Ali. These two men are working really well together. Uh, <laughs> nice chemistry, haven't they? And Ali rolling in. Oh, oh plants him with the X Factor. One, two. Oh. But Alexander with the kick out. Ah, you're dealing with the X Factor. Here comes Mustafa. Oh, but the power of Alexander for Ali to take down. I thought he was going to go for DDT, but he's getting caught in the suplex. Powers him up, but Ali with the backslide throws Alexander into the turnbuckles. Oh. But it's this time, it's Alexander's turn to go low. Sends Ali face first into the turnbuckle. Punts Ali away from the corner. Now Alexander's getting fired up. The fans are starting to get into this. Oh, my God. Springboard in with the face. Get him down like kick out. Uh. Cedric getting frustrated. Oh, my God. These two men, like I said, brilliant back and forth. Alexander catching the foot of uh, Ali, but Ali's spinning around, catching Alexander with a lovely spinning heel kick. Rocks Alexander. Oh. But then he gets hit with the Spanish fly on his way in. Well... Uh. See, <laughs> si, Signore, and the fans are appreciating action. This is what Cruiserweight's all about. This is what we've been dying to see, but for, for to see this kind of action. Oh, lumbar check time! No, oh, Ali reverses it into a crossbody, goes for the cover, but Alexander managing to kick out. Oh, Alexander runs into the eight, runs into the corner, Pops on the apron. Alexander responds oh. with a kick, springboard. But Ali sweeps the legs of Alexander. He hits head first into the top turnbuckle. Ali up. Oh, Ali down with a DDT. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh. Oh. But again, Alexander managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now he's put Alexander in position. He's going to go for the 054. Oh. The inverted 450 missed its mark. Is this Alexander's time to capitalise now? Springboard. Oh, oh, springboard oh. kick turns Ali inside out. Hands. Picks him up by Sorry. the back of his trousers. Bang, lumbar check. This is all. One, two, three. There you go. Handspring kick. Yeah, and that is it. Alexander gets the win. And, and I tell you what, I tell you what, he's gone, Dan. And how better is toy? How much better is toy five live this week, eh? All three matches were perfect. You know, the fans weren't quite into it. It's their fault, really. You know, we had a, a great six-man tag to start off the show. The second match was... It felt like we're getting back to the classic Jack Gallagher. <laughs> and Hideo Itami looked on point. And this match, to finish it off with, these blokes had brilliant chemistry. Great back and forth. And it was just probably the best 205 Live I've seen in a long, long time. A big show of respect between these two guys. They shook hands before the match. They shook hands after the match. And both men props where it's due. Yes. Yeah, I I can't better those words. So we leave it there. So, yes, that was 205 Live. And uh, as we've been watching 205 Live, we've had our first match on kickoff. And that was the Cruiserweight match. 
between uh, TJ Perkins, Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak versus... Grand Metallic, Lince Dorado and... So, yeah, so what we're going to do now, we've just had a result. We're going to open up our envelopes because we talk about predictions. And we're going to find out who we went for. Because we've got the mini games in here now as well. So we've got so much in our packed envelopes. Um, so, Dan, would you please... Or who's, you've got the who goes first, haven't you, in this one? So who I is have, it? Uh, well, the promo, there wasn't really much of one. It was just kind of a thrown-together match. So, James, with predictions, please, who did you go for? I went for T. Gulak and Jack Gallagher. Well, so did I. <laughs> so did you. So we yes. both started off with a, a loss there. Uh, I, I, do you know, because on paper, TJP, Gallagher and um, Drew Gulak are three other, my guys that I really, really like on 205 yeah. Live. I thought they'd get a victory, but of course, they went with the baby faces. So uh, not, the, not the most auspicious way to start, but... We're hoping it improves. But now we're going to do shout-outs. And we've been asking people on Twitter all day today and, of course, Google+, all across our platforms. But we'll do a quick plug as we're here. So you can find us at WWE Network View or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at Joe underscore Rollins. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Yeah, Google plus WNet Review. Send us an email at our podcast at gmail.com. Lisa Bradley, these all come from. And uh, we're just going to read a few out. So Greg Richards, we're asking about hashtag Rumble winners. He says, John Cena and Oscar. Now, we talked about the card earlier. Can you really argue with those two? No, you know, they're, they're two very strong wrestlers in their own fields. Uh, yeah, that's, that's two very good shouts. Seen has won it twice before. Yeah, twice before. Yeah. So well, we're gonna know. give we're gonna give all. Don't ruin it too much. We're gonna give everybody the rumble facts. Yeah. Later on, we will get really into it. But like you said, yeah. I mean, Cena has been successful before, and it wouldn't surprise me. No. Who was today? Uh, Phil Vincent. He's gone quite out the box. Nakamura and Rousey. Yeah. I mean, we will Rousey be here tonight? This is the questions that we've got to ask ourselves, haven't we? And you know, Nakamura winning. I would absolutely love Nakamura to win the Rumble match. We would know. lose our shit if he won. Yeah, oh, it would be it would be a moment and a half. Neil Field thinks Becky Lynch and Braun Strowman. So, well, we know Strowman has uh, been a late favourite to the whole thing, but uh, still a bit surprising. Becky Lynch, well, can Becky Lynch do it, Dan? I mean, the Irish last kicker certainly has it in her. Yeah, um, yeah I think she's a good shout. Yeah, who else we got? Uh, we've got Daisy Morrison, says Oscar and Ziggler. Well, that's that's a good shout. I'd like to see either of them win it. Well, Ziggler's not even part of the WWE right now, so how could it possibly be Ziggler? Well, yeah. you know, the, the, the Rumble is always full of surprises, James. Well, you think full of surprises. Carl Peters thinks Daniel Bryan is going to win the Royal Rumble here tonight. If he does again, we will lose our shit with the yes chance. And he thinks Ronda Rousey is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. A lot of a few shouts for Rousey. Yeah, um, yeah. Guy Efridge, the Rumble always disappoints. Batista and Oscar. <laughs> well, I don't know Batista. Well, possibly there's been rumours, haven't there, about Batista? Yeah, there's. Uh, well, there's rumours that everyone returns and comes yeah. back, and you know. <clears throat> well, uh, it'd be interesting to see Batista. Uh, we've got Mark Mundy. Rude will lose the US title and win the Royal Rumble. Oscar. For the woman, so... Uh, Would your reaction to Rude 
winning the Rumble be as good as mine last year when Orton won it? Of course, it was. as long as he didn't lose to Mojo Rawley here tonight, <laughs> then I would be very happy about Bobby Roode, uh, you know, if he lost it and then win the Rumble. It would be glorious, Dan, you know? Uh, Jess Coombs, why is Bliss or Charlotte not defending their titles? Well, there we go. It's a question, Dan. What, um, what, what do you think, think Bliss and Charlotte should be in the Rumble? You know, that they could go for the other title. I think, well, look, if, if they're worried about having Maulin one women's match on the card, you know, especially with the women's, women's Royal Rumble there, maybe they can't have two proper challenges for the Why not just have a carry-on from Survivor Series and have Bliss versus Charlotte again and maybe Bliss putting out a victory this time and saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm the dominant woman, as opposed to them taking a back seat. The Universal title on the well, uh, the WWE title wasn't taking a, a back seat here tonight, is it? Because no. we've got a 30-man Royal Rumble, so... But again, you know, you could say they want all the uh, all the focus on the women's rumble match. You know they don't want it to be outshadowed by a great match that Bliss or Charlotte could have. Yeah, I, I suppose you know that that is true. Uh, but we'll see what happens. See how good the Royal Rumble, well, women's Royal Rumble match is, and maybe we'll get either Bliss or Charlotte coming out at the end and you know having a face to face with a Rumble winner. We just don't know. Yes. Uh, Roberto Chivas says Usos will steal the show. I agree with you, buddy. And he says Goldberg will win the Rumble. Dan, Which Rumble? Do you do you agree with him about Goldberg? Um, I'll tell you what would be epic, and that is Goldberg winning the men's Rumble and Oscar winning the women's Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know the, the two undefeated. Uh, but yeah, you know I totally agree with Usos them stealing the show against. Uh, Ben Gable. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Like I said, I'm really looking forward to that match. Uh, Dad, do you want to take the controversial one that we got? Um, Kevin Holiday, why do the women need a rumble? Uh, because no one needs sandwiches making at this time of night. <laughs> hey, that is not going to get any complaints whatsoever. No, Especially when um, we're doing our live show. No, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Uh I think, you know, they, they need to keep making strides forward in the women's revolution. And, you know, they, they've had their first ever matches. You know, they've had their first um, cage matches. They've had their first Money in the Bank matches. So why not take it a step further and have your first ever Rumble match? I think that is, you know, it's, it's just evolution yeah, in um, the women's I, division. Yeah, exactly. And the, the thing is, is that believe it or not, um, what's his name again? Kevin Holiday. Believe it or not, the men and women are actually equal, you know. And to, to have a Royal Rumble match after uh, nearly 30 years, you know, it's a bit like when people say about Doctor Who. I don't want to bring something else into it, but when they go, how dare she be, you know, how dare the Doctor Who be a woman? Alien, mate, from another, <laughs> it's another planet. It doesn't matter. It never specified males. And the fact that the women have uh, deserved their chance and, you know, some of the best workers in the business today are the women, you know. You know look at Oscar, yeah. look at Lynch, look at everybody, you know, even in NXT as well that we've got. The future is bright and, you know, strike while the iron's hot, you know. Well, you know, we're currently going through the attitude here and look how degraded the women were in that. You know, you had the few standout women, Stratus, Lee, and so forth. But, you know, a majority of them, Lita was parading around on all fours to had to get to where the plateau she's got to yeah. in her career. Now, you know, they're finally getting some respect and, yeah, this is the best way to reward them with it. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dan. 
Dave Hodges, Mar- Mariah Kane, Will Major, or Mayer, however you want to pronounce it, and more have been listening throughout the weekend to the WNR podcast. Appreciate it. Of course, we had our Friday podcast, which is our Raw 25. And then on uh, last night, of course, we well, NXT TakeOver. And now looking forward to the, the Rumble event live, you know. And don't forget to use the hashtag WNR Live for, for everything if you want to get hold of us. All right, so that's the, the shout-outs. We, we have got more shout-outs if we have time from in a little bit. I've just realised that I've forgotten to put the Bludgeon Brothers on. Like, Rumble Picks. <laughs> Should have done that, really. Well, I've left out the Bludgeon Brothers, Ascension, Breezango. Oh, my God. It's going to be bad. Well, anyway, we're, we're talking about the Rumble. Of course, we've got the mini games coming up in a bit. Uh, but let's have a game or two, Dan. And now, we, we like to play games. And there's one game that everybody asks for. There is not... Everybody always emails in and asks... For one game in particular, and Dan, that's a game you do to me. <laughs> what is it? Can you please explain? It is Elephant or F1. <laughs> and make a weird noise. I've got a, I've got a couple of cards here. One that says Elephant, one that says F1. I'm going to choose one, <laughs> make a noise of either an F1 car or an elephant, and James has to guess which one it is. Yeah, exactly. Two out of three, two out, if I get two out of three right, then... Um... Then I do get the uh, the win, and then I'll, I'll play Dan on the game and see if he can uh, better me with that. So uh, Dan, I, I am ready, willing, and able. Whenever, whenever you're, <laughs> please begin. Wow. Oh well, well, well. You say at the start of that, you're thinking F1 car. You're thinking that is definitely what anchor at F1 car. But then at the end. You can actually hear the little baby elephant walk along his, his dad, and that is an elephant, Dan. <laughs> James, you are correct. Yes! That was an elephant. Yes! 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 Yeah! Well, that is 1 0 Rollins. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Okay. I do believe that that is another elephant. James. Yes! <laughs> oh, clean sweep, boy. Whoop, whoop. Will it be three elephants in a row, or will I try and change it up and go for an F1 car? Oh, all right, go on then. Last go. <laughs> oh, I've got three out of three. F1 car. It was an F1 <laughs> car. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. That's me. <laughs> With my guns. That's uh, all the cheering you're hopefully going to do tonight as far as predictions yeah, wait, go. We, hopefully open up predictions. I'm going to be on a roll, baby. All right, Dan, your turn to play. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to do Rumble appearances. So you've got to tell me if this person has been in the Royal Rumble or hasn't been in the Royal Rumble. That's all you're going to have to do, okay? So first up, we have got DDP or Mike Awesome. DDP has, Mike Awesome hasn't. You are right about that one, so you do get a point here. Of course, DDP was in the 2002 Raw Rumble. Well, he was in the later one as well, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he made the appearance later on as well, Dan. All right, all right, no one likes a smart ass. Okay, Lance Storm or Just Incredible? Lance Storm was, Just Incredible wasn't. Yeah, another one. You get that right. I'm trying to tick my tablet. That's not going to work, is it, with a pen? Uh, okay, so up next, Jerry Lynn. Or Bam Bam Bigelow. 
Bam Bam Bigelow was, Jerry Lynn wasn't. Yeah, Jerry Lynn wasn't. Jerry Lynn, when he signed with the WF, didn't even make it on a pay-per-view. You know that? He never wow. really... No, he was featured once when he was in the world, but never on WF pay-per-view. Next one, Razor Ramon or Marty Jannetty? Is fake Razor Ramon included in that? Fake Razor Ramon is not included in that. Razor Ramon did Marty Jannetty... Oh, no. No, wait, no. I'm going to take your no, final one. Marty Jannetty was, wasn't it? Yeah, Marty Jannetty was. Marty was. Razor has never been in a Royal Rumble yeah. match. So, well, still, so we go four ones, not bad. And last one, Nathan Jones or Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley was, Jones wasn't. Yes, right, so you're right about that. So you got four out of five for that. So, I mean, fair play. It wasn't a perfect score like I did for Elephant or F1, Dan, but still uh, pretty close, you know. So before we uh, move on, we're going to talk about news. We have just got a couple more shout-outs that we got from yesterday. Uh, and I just a couple of people were asking, and Sean Stewart said Goldberg doesn't, be, doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And I thought that was kind of a drastic comment. Dan, what are your thoughts? I know you're a fan of Goldberg. Um, I completely disagree. You look at his career through WCW. I mean, those who say Sting deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, you know... Yeah. That they should go back and look at Goldberg's appearances throughout his WCW career. Uh, I know his early on WWE wasn't as good, but when he returned, he was great when he came back. Um, yeah, just go and watch some WCW stuff for Goldberg, and I'm sure you'll change the tune there, mate. Yeah, and Wayne Hibbert says 205 Live is better than NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I mean, Wayne likes 205 Live, that's fine, you know, but... Yeah, you know, each to their own, but... <laughs> I think both me and James completely disagree with that yeah. uh, at the moment. Um, you know, with 205 Live is, is starting to change. Hopefully it'll change for the better. So, uh, yeah, you know, that'd be, it'd be good if it does. But no, I, I, I disagree with that as well. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so that is a shout-out for now, and we'll move on to news. News. And like we said, we are literally, literal minutes slash hour away from the Royal Rumble. And rumours about Ronda Rousey transferring to the WWE continues to go louder and louder and louder. And louder and louder! (laughs) After Triple H's latest pronouncements. Well, according to recent reports, Rousey was recently spotted in what appeared to be a dinner meeting with Triple H when the businessman professional wrestler was asked what he and the former MMA superstar discussed at said meeting, Triple H suggested that nothing newsworthy transpired. We are talking to Ronda, as we've been for a while. She has a lot of other things going on. We have a lot of things going on, but we have a great relationship with her, a very friendly standpoint for a long period of time now. It was great to catch up with her. We have nothing to announce at this time. She's a huge fan of what we do, and she's incredibly interested in what we do and the opportunities that lie here, Triple H said. That doesn't sound like Triple H, James. Well, uh, well, uh, (laughs) I am the game. And I make the rules. Well, while the professional wrestler did not reveal anything juicy, he ended the interview with a statement that has fueled speculations that an announcement on Ronda's transfer to the WWE will be made soon. I will tell you this, stay tuned, Triple H said. I mean, fucking Rousey's going to be 30th entry in the Rumble tonight, isn't she? She's, she, is, is she, is she, is she, she's got Well, I'm not is letting she? on to any of my predictions, oh, you James. Prick. You prick. I'm not falling into that trap. Well, I'm telling you, Ray, I'm going. 
to have a really difficult time deciding who I pick. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I've already made my predictions. It was really, really difficult. I'm in a sealed envelope right now. Well, WWE has announced two more matches for Sunday's Royal Rumble kickoff pre-show. It was also announced today that Maria Menounes will serve as guest ring announcer for the first ever Women's Royal Rumble match. As noted, Stephanie Mann will join the announcers as guest com- commentator for that match. W's also announced that WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair, W Hall of Famer Orlando Blaze, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair and Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss will join Renee Young and David Atunga for the Rumble kickoff show. So that's happening as we speak. We'll keep you updated on that in a little while. We're on to news, Dan. News! Yeah, why don't you start us off? Well, WWE's Roman Reigns has been linked to a $10 million steroid ring. And it's not a massive ring of steroids, by the way. Just, just saying. Um... Roman Reigns has been named as an alleged client of jailed steroid distributor Richard Rodriguez. Is that the American version of Ricardo Rodriguez? Um, Whose Miami-based wellness fitness nutrition, LLC WFN, was raided by the Drug Enforcement Agency last February as part of a year-long investigation. Well, Reigns, uh, the organisation which was taken down in a scandal that has largely flown under the radar in the national media, is going to be being compared to the Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative, or BOLCO, which was linked to several high-pro athletes, including Jason Giambi uh, ba- and Barry Bonds, their baseball players. According to the United States Attorney <laughs> Attorney's Office, WFN's current list included at least 50 customers in the Eastern District of New York in a massive ring that made at least $10 million in the distribution of illicit uh, anabolic steroids. Well, Rodriguez, who is currently in prison, recently came forward to specifically name Hollywood stars Josh Dumel, Mark Wahlberg and WWE superstar Roman Reigns as part of an exclusive interview with filmmaker Johnny Bravo. Well, said Rodriguez, at the end I'm just trying to clear my name and just make people well aware that a lot of people out there have been involved and are associated with my company. That many individuals did not even refer to Reigns. He's a very down-to-earth person, however, situation... Situation. ...involved in which oftentimes when you're brought to trials, which I was not, I decided to take a plea... However, they disclosed discovery. Discovery is basically the proof that they have against you. One thing, one part of the discovery is that it's called tried and true statement, which is basically disclosing everybody who have been investigators or people that were investigating you have spoken to you with regards to your company, with regards to you, with regards to any other con- co-defendants that associate with the in- indictment, which is why I disclosed him. The reaction to Reigns in what was already an anti-Reigns territory will not be pretty. In 2016, Reigns was suspended for 30 days over a wellness violation, but was later linked to Adderall, which is used to create ADHD, but is banned in all major sporting leagues. Major sporting leagues. This is not the first time WWE has been rocked by an alleged steroid scandal, and it likely won't be the last. In fact, the case calls to mind the 2007 Signature Pharmacy steroid ring, which was also based out of Florida, which was linked to... Randy Orton, Charlie Haas, Adam Copeland, Edge, uh, Booker T, Shanks, Mike Bucci, Santino Morella, Johnny Nitro, William Regal, uh, <coughs> Mr. Kennedy, Umaga, and Funaki, and Chavo Guerrero, all of whom were identified as clients. Yeah, that list also included Chris Benoit, who died in 20, uh, 2007. The handling of the, the pharmacy scandals may or not may not bode well for Reigns. Uh, w acted si- swiftly because suspending Charlie Haas, Edge, Helms, Morrison, Regal, Kennedy, Margaret, Finucky and Chavo, as well as Booker T. And he's quick during the allegations and uh, six-day suspension for a second offence. 
But here's where it gets interesting in terms of Roman Reigns, unquestionably WWE top star. An ESPN report linked top star Batista to his signature farm with Dopey Ring, a port he vehemently denied in an official statement on his website. Batista went on to insist he was being tested regularly by WWE and was in full compliance with the WWE wellness program. Well, Batista's protest proved successful as he avoided suspension. Autumn was one of a few WWE superstars who also received a stay of execution. As WWE noted, he was already punished for this offence in the past. Should there be legs to the accusations being levelled against Reigns, it's hard to imagine WWE using a similar excuse for Reigns' suspension in 2016, as it was linked to Adderall. Still, it's no secret that WWE, like most organisations, seems to carry a different set of rules and standards for its biggest stars. The fact that heads rolled in the wake of the signature pharmacy scandal should concern Reigns as the WFN story continues to pick up steam. Yeah. Well, the attorney for Richard Rodriguez has issued the following statement. He said, I think that my client is doing all he can to shed light on the prevalence of steroid use in various industries in an effort to combat the allegations made by the United States government. I cannot confirm or deny the claims my, made in my client's statements, but I can tell you Mr. Rodriguez has maintained his plea of not guilty and we are currently preparing for an April trial. Well, Roman Reigns issued the following statement. I have never heard of Richard Rodriguez or the wellness, fitness, nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program. Well, then on January 16th, well, next bit of news, on January 16th, uh, Us No, I'm calling it, Joe Uso was arrested in Texas for driving while intoxicated. According to a rep for the arresting agency, Joe was pulled over around 1am for a traffic violation and the officer, uh, of, officer observed signs of intoxication. The rest was then administrated a field sobriety test and it was determined that he was shown signs of being under the influence. It's unclear if Jay took a breathalyzer test. WWE held a live event in State Farm Arena in Hildago on Sunday night. WWE would release a statement regarding the incident via an insider. Joshua Fatu has, is responsible for his own personal actions. We are investigating the matter and awaiting information from local law enforcement officials. Well, will Jay Uso's recent run-in have any effect on the outcome of Uso's upcoming tag talks events versus... Ch- Chad Gable shot Benjamin at the Royal Rumble, Dan. I mean, this is what we've got to ask ourselves. There's obviously, you know, been a couple of weeks since then, so WWE is moving on with it. Well, it happened. We have said there was going to be a major announcement. Major announcement. And Vince McMahon said it was going to be a huge, huge thing, and, and it happened. We talked about it, and WWE Chairman Vince McMahon announced the return of the XFL Professional Football League in conjunction with a business venture called Alpha Entertainment on Thursday. Well, McMahon issued a statement and held a conference call that was shown on Alfred Entertainment's official Twitter account. He announced the league would launch in 2020 with eight teams playing 10 games apiece in the regular season prior to a four-team postseason. McMahon also said the following regarding how games will be presented per WWE's official Twitter account. Our approach to presenting games will be multi-platforms, which will allow us to engage fans and customise a viewing experience in ways that were unimaginable just a few years ago. Well, among the things McMahon discussed were the reimagining professional football by simplifying the game and having more action with fuller, f- fewer lulls in between, hopes to eliminate the game to two hours. 
The video prior to McMahon's opening statement also mentioned fewer interactions and fans having the ability to engage in fantasy games and betting related to the XFL. Well, according to McMahon's suggested rules will be in place to ensure all players stand during the playing of National Anthem, saying people don't want social or political issues coming into play when they're trying to be entertained. Additionally, McMahon stressed the importance of the XFL's players having high moral character and said players with a criminal past will not be with a criminal past will not be invited into the league. Well, ESPN also noted that McMahon said XFL will stand alone and there will be no crossover with the WWE, unlike the original version of the league. Well, here we go. This is a statement from W spokesperson. Spokesperson. The Vince McMahon established and is personally funded a separate entity from WWE, Alpha Entertainment, to explore investment opportunities across the sports and entertainment landscapes, including professional football. Mr. McMahon has nothing further to announce at this time. Well, what I think is really funny is because, like we talked about, he took the money out of WWE to fund the XFL because he wants to cut down the uh, the NFL games to two hours. Isn't Raw three hours now, and it should be two hours? So he's talking about indeed, like yes. But um, you know, he's uh, he's also put a few stops in. You know, he's also put a few stops in place. I mean, in two thousand and one, when it was first launched, I think they put it together quite quickly. And, you know, there wasn't much thinking going into it. Yeah. But now, you know, they've got two years to kind of draft it out, sort it out and, you know, get a proper program into place. So, again, you know, it could work with a bit more planning. Well, do you think it can be a success then? Um, well, you know, coming from someone who's not into American football, you know, the wrong football. Football is soccer. Soccer yeah. is football. But would you XFL? I know you don't watch American football. Would it make you watch XFL? Uh, I don't think it would. No. No, no probably, n- probably not me either. But it, it looks like Vince McMahon is still trying to be successful outside of professional wrestling, and he'll spend no matter what on that idea. You know, the XFL is one of the biggest money losers in history, and uh, we'll see if it is history repeating or what Vince McMahon does. But anyway, moving on. Next story: and Rich Swan. His kidnapping battery charges are dropped due to insufficient evidence. Uh, well, prosecutors in Gainesville, Florida, dismissed charges of domestic battery and false imprisonment against Rich Swan, citing insufficient evidence. They've done that already, yeah. Police arrested Swan on December 10th, 2017, after he was alleged to have put his wife's Verana Riggs in a headlock and forced her back into the car after she had exited. Johnson reported a witness had told police Riggs seemed defendant and was trying to get away from him. Well, W suspended Swan indefinitely following the arrest, and Swan denied that he got in physical with his wife. He said he wanted to, uh, to re-enter the car because he was using her phone and GPS, uh, GPS to their destination. And we mentioned earlier that Triple H Steffi said if he was found guilty, he would be released. Do you think Rich Swan is going to come back, Dan? Would you want to see Rich Swan back? I'd like to see Rich Swan come back. He was a very exciting prospect of 25 Live. Um, you know, so far, all the, all the charges have been dropped due to insufficient evidence. So I think, you know, it's just a, a marital spat that's got a bit out of hand. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. So we'll see if Rich Strong comes back. And the... Oh, fuck, I should have done it yesterday. The last news story. Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate for the number contendership for the UK title will be on the episode of NXT that we release in a week's time. And WWE new programming straight after the Royal Rumble tonight. We're going to have a new, you know how I love WWE 24. You know how I love WWE 24 series. And tonight we're going to have WWE all backstage and into workings. 
into WrestleMania last year with The Undertaker. So that's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think we're going to be watching it after the Rumble, are we? Uh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> no. We'll probably watch it a couple of days later. Yeah. Yes, well, uh, we've got some injuries. And James, I know he's one of your favourites going into the Royal Rumble. But unfortunately, WWE star Samir Singh will miss the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania after tearing his ACL. And someone who's tore his ACL, I know that is a bloody sore thing. Mm. Uh, the rest, the SmackDown Live wrestler suffered the blow during a ringside scuffle with Bobby Roode on last week's show. Singh, real name Harvinda Sira, was absent from the WWE's live events over the weekend and was not in attendance for last night's episode of SmackDown. And it was during the show that he revealed the footage via Instagram. Posting an image of him in hospital bed after surgery, he wrote, Last week I tore my ACL and it goes without saying that the past week has been very emotional. The more I think about it, the less it makes sense. Samir and brother Sunil have become big hits during their time with Jinder Mahal. All I know is that God is the sovereign of my life and that everything comes to pass in his blessing. I thank you all for continued love and support and I can't wait to be back. For a torn ACL is usually between six and nine months. And fellow WWE star Big Cass is currently recovering from the same injury after suffering the crushing setback in August 2017. Samir and his brother Sunil, real name Govinda Sira, made the main roster debut with WWE as henchmen to Jinder Mahal. The popular duo, formerly known as the Bollywood Boys, helped the modern-day Maharaja to win the WWE World Championship, and it's highly unlikely that time to be ready for action at WrestleMania. So anyone thinking of him being in the WrestleMania main event, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he is not a favourite now in the Rumble match. Another guy who was maybe one of the favourites is Samoa Joe, and he's been out of action for a couple of weeks now, and it's really been announced by the WWE that he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble match in Philly tonight. But his immediate future might not be as bleak as first thought. Two weeks ago, Monday Night Raw, the Troy won a match against Rhino on the show, and that's after that he would be entering the Rumble and coming after John Cena into the against the 16-time world champion. The Samoan submission specialist would also be in the running to be Bailey's partner for WWE's Mixed Match Challenge, but WWE later announced that Joe would be pulled from the Rumble and the Mixed Match Challenge due to foot injury. There is a major concern, major concern. concern that the match uh, that because of his injury, the feud between Joe and Cena will no longer take place following the Rumble, as Joe won't be able to make the Rumble set up the angle. Speaking of Booker T's heated conversation podcast, Joe revealed what his current injury situation is and how much time he is going to miss. The destroyer said. As of right now, it's kind of a week-to-week thing. With these injuries, sometimes they heal sooner, sometimes they heal later. They're going to do a little bit of an ultrasound, check it out every week. They're going to be giving me treatments. It's not something that can be fixed surgically. It's basically a lot of time, rest and elevation and letting it heal. It just depends on how quick it heals. Hopefully, it will be sooner rather than later. We're going to be past the Royal Rumble match, but I don't know how much further past that. Well, while it's definitely out, while he's definitely out for the Royal Rumble, there's still hope he will be able to compete at WrestleMania 34 later this year in New Orleans. If WWE wants Joe fully to fully recover, it means he could be out of action until early March, bringing him back in time for WWE's biggest show of the year. Well, WWE fans will be keeping their fingers crossed that the Destroyer is able to return sooner rather than later, so he can have a feud with Cena before the 16-time World Champion goes on to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And now a bit more news, and WWE have announced Wednesday that the 2019 Royal Rumble pay-per-view will be held at the Chase Field in Phoenix. 
<coughs> the Rumble will take place on January the 27th, 2019, marking the first time the event has been held inside a baseball stadium. Well, Chase Field have been home of Major League Baseball's Major League. Major League Baseball's Arizona Diamondbacks since their inaugural season in 1990. with a retractable roof. It has become commonplace for WWE's Big Four pay-per-views. The Royal Rumble will be accompanied by several other events in the Phoenix area. NXT TakeOver Raw Smackdown Live will take place on January 26th, 28th and 29th, respectively at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. The 2013 Royal Rumble was staged in Phoenix at the Talking Stick Resort Arena which was then called the US Airways Center. At the event, John Cena won the Royal Rumble match and The Rock defeated CM Punk for the WWE Championship. So, yes, that is the latest news. And now we move on. And up next, we've got Rumble Facts. All right, so start with Rumble Facts, standard events and occurrences. We talked about facts. This is a kind of... If you want to play a drinking game at home, we'll be having this list next to us during the Rumble match and we'll look at it. It's basically events and occurrences that happen during the Rumble matches. Following the list of things that typically happen during the Rumble match every year. So, first up, Dan. First up, we have a quick elimination. A competitor is eliminated within 10 seconds of entering the ring. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Rumbles recently, and that does happen <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, quick elimination. Oh, sorry, you just did that. Number two, comment relief segment. Something happens that is intended solely for comedic value and nothing else. Drew Carey's interaction with Kane in 2001 is an example, as is Ernest the Katzmiller, Somebody Call My Mama segment in 2004. The same Somebody Call My Mama Yeah, they, they, they Brodus Clay used yeah. the cat theme song. Um, number three, the action stops. For one reason or another, the action simply stops and there is only one person left in the ring. Rikishi took this time to dance in 2000. Austin used it to check his watch several times. And CM Punk cut some promos in 2010. But, sorry, before we carry on with that, does that include, like, um, I think it was the 2005 Raw Rumble, when there was Raw versus SmackDown was going off, and then Mohammed Hussain come down. Yes. The action stopped. Just everyone stared at him. Yeah. He got in the ring, went like that, and then everyone just beat him down and threw him outside the ring. Exactly. And exactly the same as one we watched recently, 1998, when Austin came out, and the whole ring stopped there waiting for him to come out didn't they then he and came out from behind exactly yeah. so yeah. if that if that was to happen today you got to take a shot uh post elimination elimination someone that has previously been eliminated will orchestrate the elimination of someone else normally the one who just threw them out uh, for me most famous one is uh the rumble 99 with vincent man and austin when it was austin looking at the rock and then from behind vincent man no, yeah, come out and... Well, no, it doesn't really work, but... You no, know um, what I mean? The post-elimination elimination, Alex one. Riley. Alex, yeah, 2012? 20, yeah, 2012, When yeah. he fumbled his way out of the ring, the Miz came down and then Alex... Well, Alex Riley distracted him, then the Miz came from behind after he was yeah. on commentary, threw John Cena yeah. out. Oh, uh, t- uh, 2005 again, with uh, Shawn Michaels eliminated Angle. Angle got so pissed off, came back in, didn't he? And yeah. then threw Shawn Michaels yeah. out. So yeah, the yeah. kind of thing setting up a, uh, an Angle, maybe, or something like this. <laughs> an angle. Uh, number f- attacked before entrance. Before someone can make it to the ring, they get attacked. Oftentimes, this person will return later on to eliminate the person they came out. Harkening back to number four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Number six. Shock entrance. A superstar nobody was expecting to show up in one of the participants, whether they thought to be injured or retired or alleged making a special appearance return. Uh, no one expected John Cena in 2008, either in 2009, or Big Daddy called Diesel, wasn't it, in 2012, I think? Yeah, um, AJ oh. Styles, 2016. Yeah. Um, who else was there? There was uh, 
Wasn't there a section when, was it 2008? Yeah, I think it was 2008 when John Cena returned. When um, Jimmy Snooker come out yeah. and well, then Rowdy Piper come out. Look at number seven. All oh, right. <laughs> well, number seven is a nostalgia competitor, a relic who isn't from the current roster competes. Austin, this overlaps with number six. A great example is Piper and Snooker from 2008. Exactly. An eight tag team succession. Frequently, a tag team member isn't too far off from his partner in terms of entrance number. Most of the time, the next person or two people away. We've seen that with the Hardy Boys. We've seen that with Hardy Boys on more than one occasion. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, a spawned feud, number nine. This hasn't happened lately as much as it used to, but a wrestler gets em- eliminated by someone that sparks a feud between the two. Yeah, and like we said, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels is a perfect example of that. The big man, the big man team up. In order to eliminate one of the giants, several people gang up on him, and yes, we, we see it all We've the time. We've seen it a few times with Rikishi, Yokozuna. Yeah. And Big Show, and if they're really big guys and like they're, they're crowding him, then sometimes he pushes them away, don't they? And they all come flying yeah. off as well. The house cleaner. A wrestler... Thins the ring? Oh, yeah. A wrestler thins the ring out by eliminating multiple people at once. The average seems to be three or four within the space of a minute. Yeah, so when Cena comes out, Triple H comes out, they get, kind of get rid of the, the riffraff in the ring. Shockingly quick, not necessarily the fast elimination, but this is when someone who should have lasted much longer gets a short end of the stick and doesn't. So in, in Ziggler's case, he's done that a couple of times in Rumbles where you think he's going to last and it only really five minutes or something like this. Uh, friend or foe, an ally turns on his friend. Well, we saw that with DX, didn't we? We, we saw it, there, but we also it kind of the Shield. It turned on their friend, but not not permanently, but just eliminating for the rumble uh, as well. Didn't Rikishi eliminate too cool Except, before he started yeah, dancing? Yeah. So and he's like, look, we got yeah. that. Um, so now what we're going to do is <coughs> Royal Rumble winners, and we're going to try and guess the Royal Rumble winners. Oh, right, I want to do something because Dan, uh, it's come to this time of year. It's our favourite time of year. And, of course, we like to play all these games on the WNR podcast. Now, I know you're an expert with Rumbles, and I like to think I'm a bit of a wrestling aficionado. Uh, So what I want us to do, Dan, is to name all the Royal Rumble winners off the top of our heads right now. Do you think that's possible? Uh... (laughs) Without the help of Google, without the help of the internet. My tablet's off. Right, tablet's off, everything's off. So we're ready to name them. So, Dan, I, I don't know if we want to do, do it in order or start off any we know. We've got to name the 29 winners of the Royal Rumble match. Because <laughs> luckily we have watched the 1988 Rumble on the... So you go back and listen to that. <laughs> well, I haven't got time to go back and listen to it. <laughs> but, uh, right, let's have a go. So it started off in 88. Right, 88. First ever man to win the Royal Rumble. Jim Duggan. Oh, Hacksaw. Jim yeah, Hacksaw, yeah, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Uh, 89. John Studd. Big John Studd won it in 89. Yeah. I mean, we'll double check, of course. 90 and 91. Can I... I think it was Hogan, back to back. Yeah. Yeah, so Hogan. 1992, if I remember correctly, the WWF title was on the line in that one. Woo! Yes, and the Nature Boy Ric Flair one. 1993. Now, the thing is to remember these by what I do is try and think of the WrestleMania main event. Now, WrestleMania 93 was WrestleMania 9, Dan. Your favourite WrestleMania. That would be Yokozuna. So Yokozuna must have won the Royal Rumble in 1993. Uh, 1994, I will never forget this because Bret Hart and Lex Luger eliminated themselves at the same time, didn't yeah. they? Over the top. And it's one of those uh, rumbles that I've just watched recently as well, luckily. So, so Luger, it was Hart, Luger. Luger and Hart, yeah. So 1995, well, we just watched it at the Shawn Michaels special. Um, that <laughs> must mean it was Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> so Shawn Michaels, 
HBK. In 1996. 96. 96. Uh, Shawn Michaels back-to-back. Shawn Michaels again. Back-to-back, yeah. Eliminated Diesel to win the Rumble match. In 1997, watched it last year. Steve Austin, yeah, he got eliminated by Brett. Referees didn't see it, came back in and won the Rumble match. Well, 1998, again, it's another one we have just watched recently, so Dan. The third back-to-back. Yeah. 99, well, this is my first Rumble watching it live that I remember. And, of course, Vincent Mann started number two, Austin started number one. And Vincent Mann surprised the world by the Vincent Mann. So in 2000, it's a one we've watched a couple of years ago on the podcast. Well, the Rumble tip. Well, just think of the biggest stars to win the Rumble in the WWF at the time. And of course, in 2000. The Rock. Yeah, we had Cactus Jack versus Triple H in Street Fight, Big Show, the final two yeah. in 2000. 2001, a, rum- a Rumble I absolutely adore. Of course, Kane getting most eliminations, yeah. 11 there. 2002. Triple H, come back from injury. He did. Triple H there, last eliminating Kurt Angle. 2003 <laughs> was uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. What Bro- facts you got for that? Lesnar, he eliminated The Undertaker at the end in that match there. It was his debut Royal Rumble. It was debut Royal Rumble. And he had to beat the big show in the opening match of the Rumble event to qualify for the Royal Rumble. 2004, I can remember this one. The, yeah. the winner was Innocent. I think he was. You know, I think he went from number one, the only the second man in history to do it. Last eliminating the big show, Chris Benoit, yeah. Uh, 2005, John Cena. John Cena. Uh, well, no. Well, the, no, no, it's Batista. The, it got is, restarted. Yeah. It is. Uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> tore both his quads on the way to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Cena and Batista eliminated each other and themselves. Yeah, it, to, to watch it back, honestly, it looks they planned yeah. it so well because, like I said, Batista go be Batista bomb. Both go out. You think you've got a Luger Bret Hart moment again. But it's not. And like no. you said, Vincent Mann's so fucking annoyed when he walks out. And then all of a sudden, bang, drops to the floor. So Batista. So Batista does win 2005. And he went on to, uh, of course, beat Triple H at WrestleMania that oh, year. Six. He started at number one. He's, number two? Uh, number because t- Triple H came out first. It was M2. Yeah. It was, so yeah. Rey Mysterio. Triple H was the uh, penultimate man eliminated. Randy Orton last there where Mysterio won it. Oh seven. Well, oh seven. I think for me, if we look at all Rumble matches, I think two thousand seven's got to be just classic, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Undertaker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Undertaker. Well, the and last two of oh seven, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. They actually started the two thousand and eight. Yeah, which I think is incredible as well. And of course, two thousand eight was in New York City, and John Cena coming out of thirty, coming back, shocking everyone. Yeah. I think that's the biggest pop he ever had in his it, career. It really was. Eliminated Triple H at the end there. Two thousand nine, Dan. I think you'll know. He his voices. <laughs> it is of course Randy Orton. Randy 2010. Orton. Well, twenty ten. I watched this recently, and I didn't think it was a bad Rumble match in the end. You know what I mean? No. Uh, it, 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 it flowed quite I well. I like CM Punk's moments in it. Yeah, Punk was incredible with the microphone, straight edge society. But right at the end, uh, Edge came back. Well, he came back at number 29, because he didn't want yeah. to do number 30. Number 29, and he eliminated uh, Jericho to go to WrestleMania. And unfortunately, though, Edge, that year, it wasn't successful because he lost to Chris Jericho for the world title. Yeah. And that was Shawn Michaels, sorry. That was, the, that was the best thing about the Rumble. Michaels' last chance to get to fight the Undertaker at WrestleMania, yeah, wasn't it? And then uh, Elimination Chamber, he came from underneath the chamber, super kicked him, so Jericho won the title. Yeah, and, and then, then he got the match up with him. He got the match so there. See, Michaels, <coughs> Michaels trying to grab that top rope as he finally gets eliminated. Yeah. 2011, something like special about this Rumble. Uh, it was a 40-man Royal Rumble, and that was, of course, run by Alberto Del Rio. The last two men in the ring were... 
Santino Morella. Yes. Yeah, Everyone actually <laughs> thought he was going to win it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was turned around and it was, of course, yes, Del Rio. Del Rio and uh, 2012. Right, now for me, this is where it gets a little fuzzy. Uh, fuzzy. Fuzzy. Fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jericho, I think 2012 <laughs> might have been the last man. Because he got eliminated by Sheamus, didn't Sheamus, he? Yeah, Sheamus won it in 2012. Uh, 2013, wasn't that The Rock versus CM Punk for the WWE title? That was, yeah. That thir- Yeah, it was 13, wasn't it? Yeah, so The Rock was... was 13, yeah. yeah, 2013. Yeah, so then The Rock went to defend the WF title against the winner of the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania 29, John Cena. John Cena won back uh, his second Rumble second, in that one yeah. then. Uh, 2014. 2014. Well, <laughs> did, I think everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win. <laughs> Unfortunately, for Rey Mysterio, come out number 30, got booed. <laughs> and for the winner. But Roman Reigns in this Rumble beat, he beat Kane's elimination record to 12. Yeah, to 12. And uh, he was the last man eliminated by, like I said, 2014 winner, Batista. Okay, 2015. 15. 2015, we had Rollins. Rollins and Punk started. No, 2015, oh, Rollins versus Lesnar versus oh, Cena, yeah, triple yeah, threat sorry, match. Yeah. yeah, 2015. Reigns was the second last man eliminated in 2014. In 2015, he went one better and actually won the Royal Rumble yeah. match, Reigns did. So that was Roman's year. Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember who we eliminated last. 2016, the title was on the line. Reigns started at number one. Yeah. Number 30 came down and it was... The game Triple H, who yes. won that one. And then 2017, we're up to date, Dan. Please tell oh, us I'm, who I'm won. Sure, I'm sure someone <laughs> picked the winner in their predictions. Was it you that picked the winner? No, 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 it, no right. it was me. That's it, right? Yeah, it was Randy Orton, me picking Randy Orton to win it. He'd go on to face Bray Wyatt and beat him for the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. All right. Have you got your internet handy, Dan? I have indeed. Yes. All right. So click. So check just the rumble winners to see if we're right. We have completed all twenty nine or thirty people. If we include. Well, there's not thirty uh, people. There's. Oh yeah, Austin won it. Um, well, Batista's won it twice. Cena's won it twice. Orton's won it twice. Orton. Triple H has won it twice. Austin's won it three times. Michael's H-K's won it twice. twice, and Hogan's won it twice. Yes. So that's seven there. So about fifteen to so half. But if you look at recently, though, what's really weird is that if you get to Rio Sheamus, you think, oh, they're going a new route now. But then Batista, Reigns, you could argue, is a big star. And Triple H, again, they're going back. Um, 1988, it was, of course, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan. Big John Studd. Big John Studd. Hogan Hogan. Hogan Hogan. Flair. Flair. Woo! Uh, Yokozuna. Yep. Bret Hart and Lex Luger. Yep. HBK, HBK. Yeah. Austin, Austin. Yeah. McMahon. Yeah. Rock, yeah. Austin, yeah. Triple H, yes. Lesnar, yes. Benoit, yes. Batista, yes. Mysterio, yes. Mysterio, Mysterio, <laughs> yes. Undertaker, Undertaker, yes. Cena, Cena, yes. Orton, yes. Edge, yes. Del Rio, yes. Sheamus, yes. Cena, yes. Batista, yes. Reigns, yes. Triple H, yes. And of course, Orton. Yes, we have named all the Royal Rumble winners. Don't know what that means. We get nothing for it, but it's a little bit of fun. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Steve Austin holds the record for most Royal Rumble victories at three. Six people have won two Royal Rumbles, that being Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Batista, Triple H and Randy Orton. Number 27 is the luckiest number with the most Royal Rumble winners at four, but 24 and 30 are close with three apiece. Batista is the only person to win from the same spot twice at 28. 
2007-2008 is the only time the same number won in succession, and that was number 30. That was The Undertaker in 2007 and John Cena at number 30. When adjusted for, ins inf <coughs> when adjusted for inflation, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 13 entrance number out of 20 wrestlers instead of 30 becomes an equivalent of 19.5, rounded up to 20 by today's standard. you got too much time on your hands. When factoring in both Lex Luger and Bret Hart's victories... No, one before that. Oh, shit, sorry. When adjusted for deflation... Well, you do that, because you're so good at math. You didn't know. Well, when adjusting for deflation, Alberto Del Rio's number 38 win out of 40 wrestlers translate to a 28.5, rounded up to 29 by today's standards. You really have got too much time on your hands, you know. Anyway, when factoring in both Lex Luger and Bret Hart's victories, the 31 Royal Rumble victors have an average winning entry of number 20. If you also just dug into Del Rio's numbers, which you have, you still get an average of 20. Yes, well, statistics show that entries from number 1 to 10 have produced 7 winners. Entries 11 to 20 have only produced 4 winners. And entries 21 to 30 have produced 20 winners, if you count 38. Yeah, well, therefore, 64.5% of the time the winner from 21 to 30. 12... 0.9% of the time, the winner will be from 11 to 20. And 22.5% of the time, they'll first they'll be in the first 1 to 10 entrance. Well, judging by that, the 20 entrance will be the most likely not to be the winner of the next Royal Rumble. But a safe bet is 21 to 30 out of that group of numbers. The one being the highest winning record is good old 27 with 4 and second place is tied between 1 and 30. Keeping that in mind, a winner should be either number 25 or number 26 to compensate for repetition. So we've got the Rumble mini-games. So we've got the Rumble mini-games, and basically what it is, is that we did this last year, and there is... Let me work this out now. We've got mini-games. We've got 12 bonus points on the line, so 12 points for each category you win. And we're just going to let everybody know what we're going to do. So we're going to do... It's a women's Rumble match. We're going to guess the order of entrance, 1 to 30. And then we're going to do who eliminates who. Yeah, we're going to have five of them. And then we'll have five surprise entrants as well. Oh, and uh, we're going to do a number draw. Yep. So it's where we pick a number out of the hat. So a bonus point is on the line if we do get the lucky number. And, of course, the same for the men's rumble. And then also for both men and women's rumble, we'll, we'll have both elimina most eliminations and longest in the rumble. But we've got most eliminations by year. So in 1988... Uh, the first man, of course, in the Rumble, one man gang, and he had six eliminations. Uh, number 90, uh, 1989 was Hulk Hogan with nine. Uh, 1990 Ultimate Warrior was six. 91 was Hulk Hogan again with seven. 92 Sid Justice with six. 93 was Yokozuna with seven. 94 Lex Luger and Diesel both eliminated seven. 95 was Shawn Michaels with eight. Well, he did exactly the same the following year, eight, eight six. Uh, 97 was Austin with a record set in 10. 1998, Steve Austin with 7. 99 was Steve Austin again <laughs> with 8. 2000, Rikishi with 7. 2001, again breaking the previous record by Austin, was Kane with 11. And Austin again getting 7 with the Untaker 2002. So that is four rumbles there. Steve Austin has eliminated at least 7 people. Uh, 2003 was Chris Jericho with 6. Well, somebody's favourite, 2004 with 6 eliminations, it's Chris Benoit. 2005, it was a tie again between Batista and Edge with five. Well, 2006, Rey Mysterio made history with six eliminations. 2007 was a great Carly with seven. Well, we haven't dropped before. We haven't dropped below six. Oh, five. Sorry, yeah. 2008, Triple H with six. 
2009 was Triple H again with six and the big show as well. 2010, Shawn Michaels with six calls looking for his opportunity at WrestleMania. 2011 were Duncan John Cena, both on seven. So both men eliminated half. Oh no, 2011 was a 40 man rumble. 2012, Cody Rhodes with five. 2013 was the tie again between Ryback and Sheamus with five. And then the record was broken in 2014, Roman Reigns with 12 eliminations. In 2015, we had a three way tie, and that was Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and Rusev all eliminating six. And again, a three way tie in 2016, Reigns, Strowman, Lesnar. All with four eliminations. And 2017, Strowman pops up again with eliminating seven. And in 2018, Bobby Roode with 17 eliminations. Who would have thought that? So most eliminations total of all time, it's Kane with 44 or 43. Or Sean, oh God, yeah, go on. Or Shawn Michaels with 41 or 39. And note, the WWE sometimes does acknowledge Kane's elimination from the 96 Royal Rumble as the Isaac Yankum character. Also... WWE only recognises 39 of HBK's eliminations. Average most eliminations in a rumble. What we're going to be looking for here tonight is about seven eliminations by one superstar. I mean, potentially, Dan. I mean, we're not going to give away predictions, but who could it be? I mean, we know Strowman's obviously a heavy favourite, but... Strowman's not even in the match. Yeah, but what everybody's been saying to me at the moment is Strowman, obviously Lesnar... He's going to be successful in his universal title defence, and Strowman might be. But who's, who could potentially be then? Finn Balor. Finn Balor could have a limit. Lot, demon character. A lot of eliminations. The undefeated there, demon character. John Cena could come out and start cleaning the house. You know, Roman Reigns, he's had most eliminations in the past. Someone like Baron Corbin or the Big Show might make an appearance here tonight and have something to prove there. You know, so I think there's a lot of people that could get that. Uh, anyway, so time. So each year's Iron Man's times. Who lasts longest in a rumble? And 1988, it was Bret Hart with 25 minutes and 42 seconds. He came in at entrant number one. In 1989, it was Mr. Perfect with 27 minutes, 58 seconds, and he came in number four. 1990, Teddy Biossi, 44 minutes, 47, entrant number one. 91 was Rick Martel with 52 minutes, 17 seconds. He came in number six. 92, Rick Flair, 59 minutes, 26 seconds, entrant number three. In 1993 was Bob Buckland, and he was the first man to go over an hour. With an hour, one minute and ten seconds, he came in number two. 94, Bam Bam Bigelow with uh, 30 minutes, 12 seconds, he came in at entry number 15. 95 was Shawn Michaels, 38-41, and he came in number one. Isn't it amazing? He came in number one, won the Rumble, and yet he was still nearly 20 minutes short of what Bob Buckland did a couple of years previously. Then his buddy Hunter Hurst Helmsley, 96, uh, came out number one and got 48 minutes and a second. Stone Cold Steve Austin in 97. He was 45 minutes and 7 seconds. The Rock came out number 4 and lasted 51 minutes 32 seconds in the 98 Rumble. In 99, Vince McMahon. He was 56 minutes 38 seconds. He came in number 2. Yeah, but the only reason being, he was out of that Rumble match for about 52 minutes and 46 seconds. You know, yeah. so come on. Uh, 2000, it was Test. Test. Yes, it was Test. 26 minutes, 17 inch at number 10. Uh, 2001, it was Kane it, with 53 minutes, 46 seconds. Uh, he came in number six. 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin, only 26 minutes, 46 seconds, entry number 19. 2003 was Y2J. He was in there for 38 minutes, 54 seconds. He came in at number two. 2005, Chris Benoit, 30, 47 minutes, 26 seconds, entry no, number two. No, one hour, one minute, 30 seconds. Fuck me, you got wrong, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, one hour, one minute, 30 seconds, entry number one. So got holds. Held the record for longest time in a rumble. 
Um, in 2005, it was Chris Benoit again with 47 minutes, 26 seconds, and he came in number two that time. Well, 2006, Rey Mysterio made history, coming at number two, winning the Rumble and lasting one hour, two minutes and 12 seconds. 2007, it was Edge with 44 minutes, two seconds. He came in number five. 2008, Batista, 37 minutes, 42 seconds, entered number eight. 2009 was Triple H, 49 minutes, 55 seconds. He came in number seven. 2010, John Cena, 22 minutes, 11 seconds, entered number 19. 2011 was CM Punk, 35 minutes, 21 seconds, and he came in number one. In 2012, it was the awesome one, The Miz, 45 minutes, 39 seconds, coming at number one. 2013, it was Dolph Ziggler with 49 minutes, 47 seconds. He came in number one. And 2014, CM Punk's last ever appearance in WWE. He lasted 49 minutes, 15 seconds, coming at number one in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, 2015, it was Bray Wyatt with 46 minutes, 58 seconds. He came in at number five. 2016, Ryan Reigns calls to try to defend the WWE Championship, lasting 59 minutes and 50 seconds before getting eliminated by Triple H. 2017, last year, it was Chris Jericho with one hour and 13 seconds, and he came in number two. Yeah. So, longest uh, longest total Royal Rumble time, Chris Jericho has four hours, 56 minutes, and 12 seconds. Triple H has three hours, 59 minutes, 37 seconds. Shawn Michaels has three hours, 42 minutes, and 30 seconds. Kane has three hours, 38, 46 seconds. Rey Mysterio, three hours, 20 minutes and a second. And quite surprisingly, to be on this list, is Cody Rhodes, yeah. three hours, eight minutes, 30 seconds. It just shows how much they mistreated him as a mid-carder and how many years or how many Rumble appearances he had, you know. But like we said, the longest single Royal Rumble time, Rey Mysterio. Shortest Royal Rumble time, Dan? The shortest Royal Rumble time was Santino Morella in 1.9 seconds in 2009. And if you're looking tonight for uh, the Ironman to be coming out, it lasts the longest. Probably entrant number five is what we're going to say. Yeah, well, you know, judging, looking back at the last few, I mean, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and 2016, they all came in at number one. Yeah, so number one doesn't usually get eliminated <coughs> that early either. Um... Yeah, the average Ironman time is 45 minutes, 18 seconds, or 45 minutes, 19 seconds. It's 81.555 seconds divided by 30. Yeah, and... Uh, sure no, sorry, 81,555 <laughs> seconds divided by 30. <coughs> well, the shortest Ironman time was no, jo John Cena in 2011. Yeah, there's no point doing those ones. Uh, okay, no, so most appearances are all rumbles. Came with 19, if you count Isaac Yankum and Fake Diesel. Well, it was, it's not Kane with 19, it's Glenn Jacobs with 19. Yeah, that will be fair to say, yeah. So, the W Royal Rumble 2018 winner's odds. Okay, so I've got Skyver up, Dan. You've got uh, William Hill. So, who's your favourite in the Rumble? Um, favourite in the Rumble at the moment is Shinzuki fucking Nakamura at 10 to 11. Yeah, exactly the same as my I have got here. Then second is Roman Reigns, 2 to 1. He's uh, 10 to 3. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, 4 to 1. Yeah, 4 to 1 for Bryan. Who's he got next? Uh, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. uh, 11 to 2. No, I've got John Cena after that, 4 to 1. Uh, I've got John Cena and Finn Balor, or both tied at 7 to 1. I haven't. I've got Dolph Ziggler at 5 to 1. I've got Strowman at 11 to 2, and then Balor comes in at 6 to 1. Uh, I've got Strowman at eight to one, then Seth Rollins at twenty to one, and Styles at twenty to one. You got I've got, I get Seth Rollins here at ten to one. He's the same with Bobby Roode ten to one, and then Joe's twelve to one. Bobby Roode's twenty five to one. Twenty five to one. Wow. And then I've got AJ Styles sixteen to one. 
Uh, AJ Styles is 20 to 1. Yeah, it's not weird. AJ Styles, he's, he's WWE champion right now. Baron Corbin, 20 to 1. Bray Wyatt, 20 to 1. Brock Lesnar, 20 to 1. Randy Orton, 20 to 1. Brock Lesnar's 33 to 1. Rusev, 33 to 1. Jinder Mahal, 33 to 1. Um, Batista, 50 to 1. Goldberg and Big E, Kenny Omega, all 50 to 1. Uh, CM Punk, Big Cass, Kurt Angle, Jordan, Hardy, Triple H and Alistair Black, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy are all 66 to 1. Uh, CM Punk, 50 to 1 here. You get better odds. The same as Kurt Angle, 50 to 1. Same as Ricochet is 50 to 1. Ricochet's not even on this one. Uh, 66 to 1, Shane McMahon, Mojo Rawley and Scott Steiner. 80 to 1, The Rock and Ty Dillinger. So who are your big outsiders? Right, my biggest outsiders. I tell you who's not got a bad bet, actually. Hulk Hogan is 100 to 1, the same as Floyd Mayweather. Uh, Vin Vin Diesel's 100 (laughs) to 1 as well. I've got uh, one list. I've got Apollo Crews, Big Show, Eric Young, Hideo Itami, Luke Harper, Carl Anderson, Eric Rowan, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gagano, Tommaso Ciampa, Perfect 10, Ty Dillinger, Titus O'Neil, Sean Benjamin, Cassius Ono, Jim Uso, No Way Jose, Kaliso, Jay Uso, Brian Kendrick, Bubba Ray, Dash Wilder, Jack Gallagher, TJP, Sinkara, James Ellsworth, Tyler Breeze, Zach Ryder, Ryback, Neville, Mojo Rawley, Scott Dawson, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Fandango, Heath Slater, Killian Dane, Goldust, Rhino, Chad Gable, Luke Gallows, Roderick Strong, Artrick, and Carlito. And that's all you outside bets. Yeah, it all goes up to is that it hundred to one? Yeah, that's the most. Oh, okay, right. Well, that's cool because I got Vin Diesel hundred to one, Shaquille O'Neal, Ryback, Shelton Benjamin, uh, and then it gets one hundred twenty-five to one. Adam Cole. Fucking hell, Adam Cole is up outside. Donald Trump is one hundred and fifty to one to come and win the Royal Rumble. Jesus Christ! The same as Funaki, who's one hundred and fifty to one. Called SmackDown's number one. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the winner. Oh. Of the first Rumble 150, but the rank outsider that I have on Sky Bet at 200 to 1 is Kurt Hawkins. So there is more <laughs> chance of Donald Trump winning the Royal Rumble than anybody thinks of Kurt Hawkins. But which way will everybody bet? I mean, please let us know here tonight <laughs> which way you're going. I mean, it's a toss up, isn't it? Are we looking at the games. women's or are we? Uh, with the wits. Oh, okay, we can do that. Should we look at the women's? Well, six outsiders and five favourites, Dan. Go on, you take it away. Um, my five favourites are Oscar at eleven to eight, Ronda Rousey at six to four, Becky Lynch at five to one, Stephanie McMahon at seven to one, and Nia Jax at nine to one. Okay, and mine are Oscar favourite five to four, Rousey at six to four, Lynch at six to one, six to one. Sorry, Nia Jax at seven to one, and Stephanie McMahon at seven to one. So Stephanie McMahon, yeah, fifth favourite. All right, Dan, who are your six outsiders? My six outsiders are Maria Menounos, yep. Stacey Keebler, Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, Tori Wilson, and Alicia Fox. Well, Alicia Fox is 50 to one on mine. Uh, yeah, six 50 to one, sorry. These are all 50 to one, mine. Yeah, mine's 66 to one's the ones are Billy Kay, Maria Menounos, Nikki Cross, Stacey Keebler, Terry Reynolds, and Tori Wilson. So basically very, very similar. I mean, but the story is, and, you know, we will talk about it, like Ronda Rousey said that she's in like, Chile at the moment. Uh, where's my phone? Hang on. So the thing is, Ronda Rousey has has tweeted. Uh, Sorry, can I just say, you know, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, both part of the iconic duo. Yeah. Peyton Royce is thirty three to one. Billy Kay's fifty to one. Oh, really? 
Yeah, Ronda Rousey's tweet is saying, back on set at mile 22 in Bogota, Colombia. And that was a couple of days ago. She says she's out there filming, but she's still second favourite for this Royal Rumble wa- match. So, you know, we're still going to keep a close eye. So we talked about the two Rumbles now. Let's get on to the WWE title match. Because the numbers say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be the underdogs against AJ Styles at the WWE Royal Rumble 2018, despite a two-on-one advantage. Fans of the phenomenal one can rest easy. Never mind that he's on the wrong end of the handicap match. Never mind that he has to deal with both Zayn and Owens in the same bout. Chances are Philadelphia and on toward WrestleMania with the WWE Championship still in hand. Zayn is plenty excited about the prospect of facing the champ along his best friend. Alongside his best friend. Well, you can't blame him. At first glance, it looks like Styles is the long shot here. But a KO Zayn victory would go against WWE history, for one. The Hills would be co-champions, something we rarely see. There'd been only one time that two wrestlers were both WWE champs simultaneously per WWE.com. Well, in 2011, CM Punk left the company as champion. Rey Mysterio and John Cena won the title in his absence. But Punk's reign continued and he battled Cena at SummerSlam to decide the undisputed title holder. Well, we've seen co-champions for the Intercontinental Championship. Jericho in China 2000, and the Women's Championship, Layla and Michelle McCall in 2010. But it's been mighty rare overall. Plus, the company doesn't like to move its top title at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, apparently. Uh, The WWE Championship has changed hands at the Rumble only five times in 18 tries this century. This includes Roman Reigns losing the belt in the Rumble match itself to Triple H, even counting the big dog's big dog. Impossible predicament, a champ has been crowned only 27% of the time at the Rumble. And if it happened in 2018, that would make title changes at the event in three straight years going completely against the historical grain. Well, the stipulation doesn't set up things well for Owens and Zayn either. Well, WWE likes to put wrestlers in tough situations situation, and force them to overcome the odds. There's great drama to a story like that. So it's not surprising that the wrestler forced into a one-on-two disadvantage has been successful several times. Since 2010, the outnumbered superstars have gone 10-2 and two in pay-per-view handicap matches. Well, the Wyatt family beat Daniel Bryan at TLC. And Apollo Crews and Kalisto defeated Dolph Ziggler at Elimination Chamber 2017. That's it. Otherwise, the underdog has prevailed. Well, on top of everything that's brewing... Uh, on top of everything, the brewing tension between SmackDown General Manager Daniel Bryan and his commissioner Shane McMahon may spill over into this title bout. Perhaps McMahon assures defeat for KO and his best friend to pay them back for the hell they have put him through. Maybe the authority figure's involvement leads to a disqualification or a no contest. Well, Styles would, Styles would retain in both these scenarios. More and more, it feels as if Styles representing at WrestleMania is looking like a safe bet. Owens and Zayn are destined to stumble to repeat other past failures. The pattern of recent years spells defeat for them at the Royal Rumble. Or does it? And we've now found out on kickoff that that match will start off the Royal Rumble proper. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. But, I mean, Dan, did you hear the rumour about Daniel Bryan? Nope. And the one about CM Punk? Nope. Oh, and Okada. Nope. You know, New Japan probably owes WWE for allowing Jericho to work Wrestle Kingdom. I heard Batista going up for a final run in WWE as well. Well, now that Ricochet in WWE, he has to be in the Rumble, right? The names go on. Ethan Carter III, Bobby Lashley, Pete Dunne, Jeff Hardy. Rumours are scouring betting lines. Fan theories abound. Welcome to Rumble season. 
Well, in the past 10 years, eight of the 10 Rumble winners have been a world champion prior to their Rumble victory. And only two exceptions, Roman Reigns and Alberto Del Rio. In the past 10 years, John Cena and Randy Orton hold two wins apiece. Two big-name part-time wrestlers as one as well, the aforementioned Batista and Triple H. And perhaps the most tempering stat of all, in the past 10 years, the Royal Rumble winner had around eight years of experience on the main roster at the time of their Rumble victory. So when it comes to the Rumble, expect a familiar face to be pointing at the WrestleMania sign. You'll know their name, you'll know their story, and there's a good chance that it won't be the man or woman you were hoping for. Well, we must sound like spoil sports here, but that's not our intention. As a fan, it's okay to want a surprise winner, but with that said, you have to also realise that such decision is a financial risk for WWE. It's much easier to go with a man or woman they already know they can trust. They'd also like a name that will draw mainstream attention. That's the anesthetist of what fans in Philadelphia will want. They will want a well-known wrestler whose work around the world is critically acclaimed. They'll want a Nakamura, an Omega, a returning punk or Brian. And frankly, that sort of name goes against what WWE is usually looking for. So temper your expectations and instead demand what WWE has no excuse not to give you. The Royal Rumble should have surprises. It should have fun debuts. It should have silly, silly things like Ty Dillinger entering at number 10 last year. <coughs> Sorry, what? Uh, that, I think we mentioned it enough of the year now. Well, oh. the Rumble should also be in- uh, used to introduce new feuds for WrestleMania. It should feature good storytelling and fun moments. Well, the Royal Rumble should be a unique spectacle that keeps us chatting in about how much fun it was yeah so what we're going to do now before we go to again like to thank everybody for joining us last night for NXT TakeOver and tonight of course our next podcast will be Wednesday where we release the Royal Rumble proper I just want to go through the uh, kickoff quickly and we had Renee Young Pete Rosenberg David Otunga and the King on and we had Sami Zayn Kevin Owens in the social media lounge all basically taking their tweets uh, also we had Ric Flair joining uh, the panel with JBL, Alexa Bliss was a guest on the panel. We also had the three kickoff matches, didn't we? We had the Cruiserweight six-man tag team match. Uh, we had the Revival versus Ganderson. And then we've just had the United States Open Challenge. Should say, anybody wants to know, it is 2-1 to Dan for predictions as we go into the, the main show as well. well. There was a really nice moment with Benjamin and Gable backstage, weren't they? Bumping yep. into... Jordan and Rollins, and they were, I think they were all smiles to begin with, weren't they? Gable, yeah. Gable gave Jordan a uh, hug, and you know seemed quite friendly. And then Jordan said, "I'm the only one with championship gold here, so maybe Gable tonight has got a point to prove." <coughs> um, I mean, what did you think of kickoff, Dan? Yeah, you, you know, know it, really was, it was it was a <laughs> it was quite an entertaining show. I, I think it goes unnecessarily long, though. Yeah, two hours is too long, isn't it? You know, <laughs> for for a kickoff show, to, especially the kind of when the cruiserweights fight and they had no one in the crowd, did they? You know, yeah. Uh, we should say so we did see Rusev and uh, Aiden English backstage getting for the rumble. Hopefully, well, happy Rusev Day to you, Dan. I said happy Rusev oh, Day. Oh, sorry, happy Rusev yes, to you, Dan. Happy Rusev Day to you too. Yeah, and um, Medusa was on the panel. Uh, and she might be one of my picks to be in the Royal Rumble Ooh. here tonight. I just say we've got all the fun, we've got all the going up for you. 
uh, on the part two of the podcast. Like I say, it'll be out Wednesday. But thanks for listening, everybody, tonight. Dan, anything else you want to say? No, I just hope the Royal Rumble doesn't disappoint. Well, both Royal Rumbles don't disappoint. And we get a lot of shocks and surprises on the way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I say, thanks for listening to everybody over this weekend. Uh, And don't forget, if you want to contact us, let us know who you think is going to win the Rumble, what you thought of the Rumble event, what you thought of TakeOver last night. You can contact us on Twitter, at WWNetReview or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rose. We've also got a friend on Twitter. Yes, we've got a friend on Twitter, Mini Chris Benoit. He's just trying to make the world a better place, and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Yeah. We're across the Google platforms, WNet Review on Google. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network review, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Mm. Uh, I should say, we were going to do Mixed Match Challenge night but we did run out of time that is going to be on our next w network review for february in a couple of weeks time so don't send us emails and tweets about that i'm telling you now uh yeah subscribe to our youtube channel w network review podcast we've got clips going up there all times podcasts go at the same time they do other places like soundcloud on your phone we're also on speaker radio where you listen to us now and i think we can say to everybody if you're guessing when's the next time our live show it, it, well, Dan, just let everybody know when our next live show is. It is WrestleMania weekend. Oh, and I cannot wait. So it will be our first ever live WrestleMania kickoff show at NXT TakeOver. If it's anything like this weekend, it's going to be off the chain. <laughs> yes, something yes. like that. Yes, like that. So we're on Stitcher Radio as well. iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. I have been Jay's Roland, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and enjoy the Royal Rumble.